Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Hey guys, I'm Si and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 78. The show is live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation is also your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please give us a follow on social media, subscribe to that YouTube channel, best way to support us. And of course, you can follow the show if you like to streamline your ace podcast experience and just have the football stuff by following at ac foot show on uh, all the various social media platforms you'll find us by searching that you can also listen to every single show we do in audio format at the usual podcast and radio platforms and uh, we have got some belters coming over the next few weeks 
some absolute crackers to uh, to not blow our own trumpets, as it were. But uh, just as we wait for the live chats to fill up on the various platforms, a big thank you to uh, Black Diamond Sports for all their support around the shows. They are a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, you can visit their social media as well as their brand new website, uh, the links to which are in the description, as well as the closing credits. And uh, as usual, our sponsor for this evening, and of course the Monday show, is uh, Bespoke Financial. And uh, a quick word from them. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something my brother and me. I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren's able to and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance would take home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so it wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch them together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, Bespoke, uh, Bespoke Financial, sorry, who specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and of course sports cover. Uh, give them a follow on social media, go and check out their websites and their, the links to which are in the closing credits. Big thank you to Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show and of course the Monday Football Show as well. Uh, so joining me to talk the Skybet Championship this evening is uh, the hostess with the most S, the man, the man, the gold collector, Davy Jones' favourite son, Mr Andrew Campbell. How goes it, my friend? I'm good, mate, yeah. Um, uh, we need to make sure this is a good show because there's no championship this, uh, this weekend with all these uh, Mickey Mouse friendlies for those games. Uh, Pointless games, mate. People getting, in, people getting injured. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing means, means absolutely nothing for me. Um, I, know there was, I know there was some meaningful games last night and there's going to be some meaningful games coming up, but there's some, there was some just pointless exercises in them. And I'm sure we can have a, we can have a rant about those later on, but no, another good football, mate, and uh, looking forward uh, to discussing it already. Indeed, mate, indeed. Um, the one thing I would say, you say about meaningful games, they were so meaningful that I forgot it was on and didn't even watch it. <laughs> so there we go. Um, and that is it. So um, it's going to be a slightly different layout today because obviously we haven't got games to, to preview and talk about next week. So we're going to go straight in any other business and then we're going to go games, two up, two down. And then we're just going to answer questions, talk about a couple of football stories, go a bit old school, mate, really. Like mm, the, yeah. uh, the old the old format, almost. Yeah. But uh, that's all good. And uh, James Costley says in the chat that the, the theme song to our podcast, our championship podcast, is uh, Phase On Feelings, which it is indeed. Nice. And uh, I appreciate that. But it's a very catchy tune, which uh, we all love. Gets us in the mood to talk football yeah. on a Friday. Um well, where to start, mate? We'll, we'll get on to Kiefer more on injuries and stuff a bit later. But uh, first bit of any other business I've got is, and I'm going to talk about this actually in detail in about 20 minutes probably, is uh, Chris Hewton is the new Nottingham Forest manager. We have said that it was coming because they have, I 
what did I, what was the terminology I used the other day and someone pulled, pulled me up on it? Uh, they look mentally shocked, uh, mm. I said. Uh, and you were, and someone said, oh, it was two games in. How can you say that? Like, because they've been appalling since they bottled it think, on the last day of the season. I, I, I think so. Well, I think what people are getting is, uh, people are forgetting that uh, Nottingham Forest haven't had a chance to have a break mentally and physically about what happened. So, normally, players will have six weeks and a pre-season to get over what they've had and had the chance to, get to do that and now you know I'm not sticking up for them I'm not I'm not and I'm not also hammering them as well I think you know they've been really unlucky with with what happened um in terms of they didn't get where they wanted to last season and this season's come back and bit them on the backside a little bit and you know I mean for me listen I've I've been a, a big advocate of Chris Hewton and can't, couldn't believe that he hadn't he hadn't had a job sooner um he's a huge yeah. manager he's a Premier League manager um, Should be a card and, manager. <laughs> uh, for me, I think in the next couple of seasons, I'll be surprised if he's not back in the Premier League. If that's with Nottingham Forest, then so be it. If not, he'll have, he'll, have, he'll have picked up and changed their fortunes around, and, and he'll be managing somebody else because he is he is a top manager and he's been really unlucky. Yeah, he. Um, it's a weird one because he's just been out of work for so long, and you'd think like he'd had a really bad ending to his last job but he didn't he did quite well um and just yeah just a bit yeah. of a weird one mate i, I, always, confused. Like, I'd have, I always get confused he was on my short list for cardiff ah, well, we, we uh, so. been, it would have been a perfect face fresh he, 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 has, he has really good ideas um I, I agree with what you just said there about um about the strangeness of, of not having of having a job but um, this this word garden leave um, and not being able to get a job because of contractual issues for me just doesn't work. If you lose your job, you get paid up. You can go and get another job tomorrow. If you get sacked, you get sacked because you because the, the chairman doesn't think you're good enough for that football club. You should be able to hold your ransom and not not allow you to work again for six to twelve months, which is which has happened to him. Which is you know I mean it's, it's a waste of a year. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like at the end of the day, you get sacked, you get sacked. Yeah, it's just uh, one thing. Shouldn't be held. Because it's like it's like falling off a bike. You fall off your bike. What do they say? Get straight back on. Same as you know. I mean, sometimes you just have to get too long. And you know, what I mean, I'm hoping for his sake and for Nottingham Forest's sake that he hasn't been out of the game too long. And he hasn't uh, because you know, what I mean, he's probably been the same as all of us. He hasn't been able to watch a lot of games over the last six months, twelve months. So it's you know, what I mean, there's going to be a, a lot of pressure on him. But I do believe he's good enough to turn it around. Yeah, I think Forest. Um... They're, like everyone says about separate leagues, though, they want to see him back in the Premier League. I wasn't one of them overall, just because of Cardiff Leeds rivalry. But uh, Forest have got like special, special little thing in my heart, I suppose, from when I was a kid. Like when I was in primary school, there was uh, in the bean bags and stuff, and it was like everyone would just go, "Oh, quick, let's sit on the Liverpool bean bag or the." Man United beanbag or whatever, and there was one which was like a Nottingham Forest beanbag, and that was me because I could never sit on the Liverpool beanbag. Um, okay, so uh, tell you what, then, mate, let's get straight into the games. I'm just going to check something with the audio while you talk about uh, Coventry one, Bournemouth three. Um, obviously, this was the uh, Friday night game. Um, obviously, we were we were on air. I think. What, Whilst the, the, the game was the game was on, I think I think Bournemouth were were winning. Uh, some of the goals that uh, that Bournemouth scored were absolutely excellent. You know, I think um, um, they've come down to the championship and they've, they've got fresh ideas. They've got players who played in this list, which which I find really important. Um, uh, Lerma, I think, has started the 
really well. There's got a couple of goals. Dan Gosling's two goals were, were absolutely excellent. Um, another sloppy penalty given away, though. Again, you know, I think it's, it's been probably five or six already in the first few weeks, which is it's going to end up costing, costing a few sides. And um, and then you've got the red card as well. Um, Company City can't afford to lose players. And the way that, the way that Harmer got sent off, uh, just a... An unnecessary um, slap, a reaction after getting tackled. It was a bad tackle. The referee would have dealt with it. He didn't have a chance to deal with it because he reacted and he's got himself sent off. And um, and unfortunately, other people who've instigated those kind of incidents get relatively let off scot free, you not know, with the yellow card, which is disappointing. Yeah, it's um, it's a weird one, mate, because. I just, I thought he was very similar to the Martial in that it was very, very needless. And it's, it's, you know, Coventry don't need any extra pressure on them, do they? Well, they, they can't afford to lose um, players, so you know, he's, he's now going to miss three games, I'm guessing. Um, you know, I mean, violent conduct. So they can't afford to lose any players. For, they're not running on massive squads. He, he was only in their first 11. So, you know, I mean, the manager will be very because. I'll go from my own experiences and if you're going to get sent off then sometimes you want to be sent off for a real reason not for something so petulant and, yeah. and immature like that so for me it's he's let his team down he's let his fans down and hopefully in three games time when he does come back but it's then four weeks because he misses this week again it's a long time for until, he, until he was, he's going to return Yes indeed but a good result for Bournemouth yeah. and uh, you know obviously they went top of the league yeah, briefly um, I thought uh, Dan Gosling was out Standing, mate. He's, you know, he's a Premier League player. Yeah, he is, he's, a, he's a Premier League player, but he's got his um, his worries. He's earned his stripes in the, in the Championship, and he's and he knows his league inside out. And he said in his interview after the game, because I, I watched the second half, that um, they've got a nucleus of players who've been in the Championship and know how to get out of it. And um, I'll, I'm all for that. Um, I'm all for that um, methodology. And um, and if they can continue this good form, you know, they're going to get up to a good start, and it's it's going to be it's going to be they're going to be there to, to 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 catch and break down. Indeed, mate. Uh, it'll be very interested to see where they, how they get on in the coming weeks. But obviously, they could have done without that international break, most likely. As, you know, as is with the case with the, with all the teams who are doing well, they don't want this international break. This pointless, just international break, which nobody wants really. Um, next up, you got Norwich nil, Derby County one. Um, Wayne Rooney finally uh, he nailed one of those free kicks, and uh, I think that. As I was saying to you just before we started, I think the score tells a different story to the game for me. hundred percent. I did look at the match facts. Um, they had double mark shots target. Um, they had double mark of possession. Uh, double mark of corners. Goalkeeper saves. It was, it was a one-sided game. But if you don't take your chances and you don't put things away, uh, sometimes it comes back and bites on the backside. They missed a penalty in the second half through through Puki. And then probably Derby found themselves in a, in, a, in a position where they think, we've got an opportunity here. We stay in the game. The longer we stay in the game, we'll take a point. We're on a bad run. Um, but then, obviously, a free kick's been given just outside the box. And I remember watching it and thinking, it's raining the stars here. He's definitely going to hit the target. And if he hits the target, it's going to take a decent goalkeeper to, uh, to get across where he's going to put it. And once he put it over the wall, he, he just knew with the pace and the power. You know, the goalkeeper was too far over. Um, and it's not his fault. It was a great free kick. But, you know, I mean, for me, once that goal goes, then they shut up shop. Uh, Wayne Rooney came straight away um, and they shut up shop 100% and and, and, and they hung on for it. And, and um, I, didn't, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it's deserved three points, but, you know, sometimes you earn, earn a little bit of luck. And, uh, and is that going to be Derby's fortunes turn on going on? Because we all know that Derby 
can be stronger to get on the run. They had, they had, they had a strong run last year. I know they've, they've lost a few players and they haven't really brought in any, as, as many as, 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 as I believe they need, but it's a huge three points at Norwich City. It is, mate. It's gonna, not many teams will take three points at Carroll Road. Um, it's, a, it's a weird one as well. Pookie's started the season very, very well. Um, but, you know, apparently it's a big mess, isn't it? Um, I know some people have an audio problem. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with that because I just checked all three links on mine and it all seems to be fine. But um, there's a few people saying they're having some issues with their audio and stuff. Um so what do I would do, do you want me to log out and log back yeah, in? if you log back, you log back in and back out, and we'll see. And then if try it that way, but uh, it, <clears throat> excuse me. In the meantime, we will uh, we'll be answering loads of questions. You know, yeah, you can all go back, go out, and come back in again. But uh, I think no, it's um, I think it was Andy to be honest. Don't don't tell me. It's that uh, it's that middle sprint. <laughs> see if that helps. If it doesn't help, I'll go back in and out. But I check everything, I've checked all the levels and captions and everything is fine. It's uh, everything's like <laughs> <laughs> It says like everything is like five out of five. So my mind is my mind wasn't great there, like I could've done I could have done nah. far better. Could've done far better. Yeah, you should needed to be like that guy of police academy. <laughs> Mahoney Jones, one, uh... Oh yeah, Jones and Mahoney. Mahoney's my favourite character, I used to love him. Police Academy yeah. classics. Yes. Um Next up, we are back in nil, Cardiff City nil. Oh my god! Um, sorry, if there was going to be a game over the weekend to to produce a goal, this was the game to produce a goal. This game was never ever ever going to be nil nil. Um, and then when you see the highlights uh, and you see certain certain things in the game, you can. I still can't believe it ended up nil nil. Um, I've got a big issue, um, obviously, with another sending off. Uh, I've got a problem. And my biggest problem of the, of the whole thing was, was team selection as well, you know. Um, for me, I think he set up, in you know, Neil House I'm talking about here, I think he set up with a, with a side to not lose the game. Um, instead of going to try and win the game, uh, I, I was disappointed not to see Joe Rawls in from the start. Um, for me, also, you can look at uh, Will, Will Vokes, Josh Murphy. I, I don't know what he's got to do to start a game. You know, for me, he finished the, he finished the season in so high of form last season. I don't know what's going on and why he's not getting an opportunity. Gratzel didn't get on again. So how, how can these high-profile footballers score goals for Cardiff City, create chances for Cardiff City, if they're not on the pitch? You know, I've said all along, you know what I mean? The, my biggest bugbear is, is, is people get judged on uh, appearances and assists and goals, but how on earth can you do, do what you do best if you're sat on your backside and you don't get on? Impossible. Yeah, two stupid yellow cards from... Yeah. Yeah, so this, one, this, one creative player. Especially in the, the second one. Uh, after you've got the first one, which was me. You can't afford the it. Second the second one's one. going nowhere. Mate. It's yeah, in his own half. It's just nothing. You know what I mean? And, and I think they were desperate to get him sent off. Sorry, they were, they were absolutely oh, desperate. They were. And, and rightly so. You know, he's he's kind of city standout player. And and once that goal went in, you know what I mean? The tactics changed, and they were hanging on for a draw. And uh, and, and I think Blackburn Rovers came into it a little bit towards the end. Yeah, the problem is is. Like you say, Cardiff set up not to lose. Um, so while they added that nil-nil, they were never going to push for it. They were never going to risk it. They were never going to go and try and do anything. And then once that, you know, once you've had the sending off, they're never going to... Cardiff were never looking to score a goal after that. No. Um, but what it does do again, mate, is highlight Cardiff City's dependence on Lee Tomlin. We've talked about this mm. till we're blue in the face. No pun intended. Like... 
without Lee Tomlin, Cardiff have nothing creatively. And um, not just that, but then, like you say, like Josh Murphy's ended last season on fire, scored a couple of goals, actually looks like give him a few games and he might do something for Cardiff. And he gets dropped yeah. and he's back to in and out of the side. And it's like, well, mate, you can't tell me that you're dropping Josh Murphy on form or whatever. If you say he's dropping him on form, all right, I don't agree with that. But if that's his view, okay. But then people like Malin Park have kept their space. Bakuna points has kept their space. Um, this, you know, I could name several other players who have underperformed for Cardiff City in the last 12 months and kept their place. But Josh Murphy, who's very clearly a confidence player, yeah. who needs a run of games and his manager to show a bit of faith in him, gets dropped. But how's his confidence going to be still if he's still getting on? You know that you know. I mean, one day he's going to he's going to come on. Is he going to be sharp? Is he going to be match fit? And how many chances is he going to get after that? How many games? How many minutes is he going to get? You know, it's so. Di- I've been there. You know, and, and when you come on or when you start the next game, whenever that may be, um, and he's not much sharp, he's not much fit. He might be 65, 70 minutes into a game, and he comes off because he's getting tired or he's lacking a bit of confidence, lacking a bit of form, and I, I just find it really unfair. And you know, I mean, for me, I seen the damage he did at Middlesbrough um, on the. Uh, the second last game of the season, and he was out of this world. He was he was causing problems. His pace, his power, his directness, um, his goal, his assists. Yeah, he, he, he had a lot in one afternoon. And um, if you can do that against Middlesbrough, who were a strong outfit, by the way, defensively, because um, that's the way they set up against uh, against Cardiff City that day. Then, then for me, you can do it against any any team in the league because he's he's better than. He's probably better than three quarters of the wingers in, in, in the championship. He's, he's played in the Premier League. He's, you know, what I mean, he's played. He's, he's, he's got promoted out of this division. So for me, he needs more game time. And the only way to do that is by, is by him getting on the pitch. But the only person who can do that is what, the manager. What more can he do, though, mate? Like he scored when he did play at the end of last season. He scored a couple of goals, got a couple of assists, looked dangerous. Like what I don't, we know what else he can do. Um, my my problem with this side is I could understand why if they were winning and they're not winning. So if they were winning yeah. games and that's the reason he's not playing, then you keep winning sides. It's it's not happening. It's 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 hit and miss at the minute. Um, Blackburn Rovers game there was a was an opportunity. You went to Nottingham Forest a few two weeks ago to win and you win two 0 You could you could have easily gone to Ewood Park and won the, and and and, them and won the same and it, and it would have been a fantastic result uh, because obviously the home games have been a bit of a letdown, but. Um, for me, I think it was. Listen, you could look at it as a it's a good point, but it's all it's also two points dropped as well because you know I mean for me, Blackburn Rovers have started strong, but they do a bad result and bad performance. If that's their bad result and performance, and they're off to a great start. Yeah, and the other thing as well is um, Cardiff have got what two less players in those attacking positions with Elsie Patterson's gone and Mendes Lang was sacked. So yeah, look. And I said last week I was worried about Cardiff. Still am. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that, I'm sure, in the in the latter part of the show. Um, okay, what was next? We had uh, Luton Town 2, Wickham Wanderers 0. Yeah, um, uh, I thought it was a decent first half by Wickham. I thought that um, the stop, the threat um, of Luton Town, uh, obviously very direct. Wickham just haven't got to grips with the league at all this season so far, and you know, I mean, Luton Town have had a really good start. Uh, they're playing some decent stuff for there, um, for the way that they play. Uh, scored a very good first goal by Ruddock, um, and then obviously um, 
uh, is it Elliot Lee, who's son of Rob Lee, ex-Newcastle United, scored the second goal towards the end, which was obviously Wickham had to go for the game and um, and, and things like that can happen. But you know, the, the, the two-nil defeat looks looks obviously worse than one-nil, of course. But you know, I mean, sometimes when you when you're trying to get back in the game, but this is probably the closest that Wickham have. Um, have been for long periods to to getting a positive result, but obviously they they gave a goal away what just on the hour, which changed the whole dimension of the game. Gareth brought three subs on straight away to try and combat that. Just couldn't get back in the game, and uh, they didn't create a lot of chances. They didn't really deserve anything from the game, and I, I'm 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 quietly concerned of 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 how they're moving forward now for the rest of the season. Yeah, they look ropey at the back, yeah. don't they? Um, Wickham, unfortunately. Uh, I was quite impressed with um, Panza for Luton. I think he looks real good player. Yeah. Um, but they started last year very, very well. Yeah, and they, they just didn't have a big enough squad to to cope with the injuries and the the amount of games coming thick and fast. They have got a slightly bigger squad this year. Do you think? There's yeah. More well, hope it, for them in this year and sustaining that throughout the whole season. They've got more experience. They, they, they know what the league's all about. I think obviously with the, with their no attendances they're going away to these big stadiums aren't a fear anymore as well so um, I think they'll probably achieve a little bit more than they did last year but I, I still think any, anything above relegation will be a, a dream for Luton Town because it's all about staying in the league and because they're, they're, they're probably on par with Wickham Wonders and being the smallest club in the league um, Leslie in the chat just said did, uh, did Wickham miss a penalty uh, just before the second goal I'm not sure about that so I don't know he said he thinks that they missed a penalty just before the second. No, uh, no, I can't see anything. About no, they didn't. No, no. But yeah, I I do worry for Wickham. James said in the chat he thinks Cardiff have got a better chance of getting promoted than Wickham have got of surviving. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put my house on either. <laughs> God be uh, honest. Well, to be honest, um, yeah. Well, they've got. I think they've got a better chance. Um, I don't think that really says um, a lot about. Um, the aspirations really though because comparing it is quite a, a dangerous thing when um, when they're bottom of the league they've let a horrific amount of goals in they haven't scored any goals yeah it's not it's not it's, it's looking a bit bleak mm. sad I was look, really looking forward to seeing how Wickham would go like, I wasn't expecting them, you know, to get promoted or anything but I was I thought they might be involved in quite a few exciting games because yeah. well, they're very good going forward yeah, they and they just haven't quite been no, able to and, and, and click so, into I, the, I think I think the whole the whole lacking fans thing, you know, that Wickham Wanderers have probably Probably waited for this. They've waited for this moment for so long and without any supporters, it must be an absolute nightmare because Adams Park would be full, full to the rafters, you know what I mean? There'd be about 10,000, 10, 12,000 fans there week in, week out and it would be a a hostile atmosphere and it'd be really good for the players to generate some atmosphere for the, for the crowd on and off the pitch and it's just obviously not allowed and it's, it's, it must be so hard and so frustrating because the times when players need fans is right now and unfortunately it's, it's not happening or going to happen. Yes, it is. And it's like one of those things as well, mate. I mean, we'll get there in a, in a bit when we talk about the new Premier League yeah, pay-per-view uh, tariffs games, which I'm sure it's going to come into the Championship at some point. But uh, next up, we had the mighty Middlesbrough versus the one-man team of Barnsley. Because if Barnsley didn't have Corey Woodrow, I really do worry for what was going on with them. To be honest, I thought Middlesbrough were very good for long. I thought, uh, I thought it was a solid start. I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed with Barnsley. Um, I know Collingwood scored towards the end of the penalty, which was a blatant penalty, by the way. But I thought Middlesbrough created a few chances. They had a, a goal disallowed uh, in the first half. 
But for me, I thought they were the better side out of the two. It wasn't it wasn't a, a game for the purists. I thought it was two average sides. Johnny Housen scored just before half time, which was a um, a perfect time to score. Uh, Akpom scored another goal. That's two in two, and number need goals. And you know, I mean, they the, the create some half chances, but not real cutthroat chances. That's the other, other team scoring. Um, for me, you know, I mean, a game against Barnsley was was a must win. They got the, they got the points, but. Um, I still think it's going to be a struggle, even though they're in tenth place at the minute. Because you know, they'll have some, they've got some big games, big games coming up. Um, you know, I mean, look at the the fixtures. Reading have started really well. Bristol City away, Cardiff away, Comrie home, Forest at home, Blackburn and Brentford away. You know, so it's a, it's going to be a huge, uh, a huge glamorous run up to November, December. For yes, indeed, mate. Um, right. There's still a few issues. Seems to be on Facebook. I think it's a Facebook issue, but I've just killed the Periscope stream so we're just on facebook and youtube see if that helps just strengthen it a bit um so if you're watching on periscope that's going to go in about 30 seconds so switch over to facebook or youtube uh but yeah it's good result for middlesbrough mate although you know yeah, they just need to pick listen, up those points at the end of the day don't they yeah listen it, it, middlesbrough's home record um has been horrific since well since i, I, I can't remember um, you know, they've had some really, really poor results. They've looked very, very poor. They haven't created chances. They've not scored any goals. Uh, they picked most of the points up away from home. So this hopefully can be a catalyst and and give them an opportunity to push forward. Because I'm not, I'm not looking at playoffs. I'm not looking at top ten, top seven, top eight, top top twelve. It's for me. It's about um, continuing um, and moving forward. And for me, as long as uh, as long as the dawn gets. Embroiled in that scrap again, what they did, what they did last year, and be having to stay up last game of the season for me. I think it'll be another positive. It'll be a positive season. Yes, long way yeah. to go though, mate. Long way to go. Uh, so then, Nottingham Forest won Bristol City two. Uh, obviously, Nottingham Forest new manager now. Um, Bristol City, mate, looking very good. Yeah, listen, you can't give any side um, a lead, but especially somebody on as good as Bristol City. You know, the way they attack uh, Andrews Wyman, Naki Wells, Chris Martin. Uh, you know what I mean? They've, they've, they've recruited really well. Um, they've gone for um, some pace, some power. They've got a good link up up, up, up the top from the from the front two. I think Wyman, you know what I mean, as your number 10, um, is going to create a hell of a lot of chances, you know. And uh, and I think Bristol City, they've had a really good start. Kind of continue, you know, because they've got a big squad. Um, and we talk about this in the national break. Will this international break be bad for a team like Bristol City? We always speak about teams who don't act very well. Will it be good for a Nottingham Forest who can work under the new manager um, and give themselves an opportunity? You know, I mean, you spoke earlier on about, uh, about tactics and things, and the amount of times that Nottingham Forest manager, old manager, has changed tactics and changed the centre forward. He put, he put, um, he put Lewis Graben back in as captain. Um, he dropped. He dropped. I'll take back to the bench. You know what I mean. So if 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 Lewis Scrabbing's your captain, you do not drop him and put him on the bench and swap him over and then put it back in. It's just for me. It's it's confusing for players. It's confusing for everybody else. You know, you, you've got to be consistent with these players. And if you've gotten a bad start and, you, and you've got confidence in these players and these, this is your strongest eleven, stick with it. You know what I mean. For me, he's got the sack and he doesn't really know if that front two would have worked well together because he's never given it a go. You know what I mean? For me, and that'll be a big regret, if he'd have given it a go and tried to change his formation and, and, and gone for this games and gone for the, the jugglers for a, for a couple of the games, then who knows, he could have, could have kept his job. Yeah, it seems to be... A, a, I don't know 
if it's maybe it's just my opinion, but I feel like uh, him, Koku, a couple of other managers, sometimes they try to be a bit too clever uh, in that they are always trying to overcomplicate stuff. Um, and I feel like Forrest have done that at times, uh, and Derby have definitely done that at times. You know, they've really uh, created more problems for themselves than perhaps they needed to. I think um, I, th- I think maybe the window as well has caused a few problems for, um, for Nottingham Forest. I think you, you look at the Lewis Grabbins, uh, you look at um, some of the other players for Nottingham Forest who uh, who possibly thought that they were they were going to get uh, moves away. You, you just don't know what what. what players are thinking you know what I mean they've obviously lost Matty Cash you know what I mean he was, was, was a big player last year you know what I mean um, Lolly you know that these kind of players you know I mean that the widow can be a bad a bad thing for these kind of footballers because they, they don't want to get they not want to get injured do they want to risk everything do you to, think that's to, to why Lewis Graham haven't been playing and suddenly he's back and he's captain like for me if he's captain then why he why hasn't he been playing for the first four games or three games or whatever <sighs> I find it. Uh, I find. I find bizarre. it. I find it strange. Um, I, I do. I do find it strange in terms of uh, if he's your captain that you that you're dropping him after a couple, a couple of games, unless he's done something wrong, which I don't believe he did, because it, the still still stories can't be hidden. But for me, he's, he's not scored, so that he's pulled him out. You know, he's a centre forward. He's, he's he's one of the best centre forwards in the championship. So you've got you've got to stick with him and stick by him. I mean, if you're giving him loads of chances and he's missing them, then yes, he's he's a scapegoat. But not before us weren't creating the kind of chances they were last year. No, they are not. And Bristol City, look, they've been on fire all season. And um, if I had to pick one team currently, and you know, they would probably be the team I'd pick up in the top two, um, just because their squad is so big uh, and they've got so much quality in that big squad. It's not like like it's a big squad. The number players in that squad who are just there. They all have purpose. They're all quality on their day. Yeah. So the uh, next up, Reading won Watford nil. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I just I just thought Reading were going to continue this good form. And, um, I look at Watford's squad. They've got a very good squad. They've uh, they've got a, they've got the nucleus of the Premier League players, but it's just not really happening. They're not creating as many chances as I thought they probably would have. They're not getting the goal that I thought they would have. Um, Troy Deeney not on the bench again. Was that a uh, is that because he was going to move, which obviously didn't materialise? He, he, it's just a, it's a strange one. You know what I mean? They brought Glenn Murray in from Brighton Hall Valley and, and they didn't play him again. Uh, they went down a different route. And I, I do find things um, quite strange, really. You know what I mean? The, the, the signings of these players, because that's cheap style. You know, you, 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 these are Premier League players you're bringing from, yeah. across from, from Brighton to the Championship. And if you're taking over the contracts, they're going to be Premier League contracts. So you've got to play them. Because Glenn Murray is a, is a goal scorer. But how, and I'll go back to my old point about Cardiff City, how can Glenbury score for Watford? If he's sat on his backside and he's not playing. You know what I mean? You need your best players on the pitch. And, you know what I mean? Pedro uh, didn't, didn't work out for him. He didn't have, a, he didn't have his electric game as he, has, as he has in the previous couple. And, you know what I mean? But Puskas, who started the season last season, um, he scored a couple of goals against Cardiff last season. Um, I think his partnership with me this season is going to be, uh, he's going to be electric with, with a Luco as well. And, um, I know he got his he got the winning goal, and you know I think he'll score score many a goal this season. Yeah, it's really weird to me to have a player of Murray's stature, even at his age now, uh, his championship record, his Premier League record, and to have him on the bench is, and then really only brought him on with like 
eight minutes to go. Yeah. Like, that's a weird one to me, yeah. especially when, like I say, it didn't work for Pedro on uh, Saturday. It didn't work for Sa. So... It's, and listen, Sa, it's not, it's not going to work every week for the young players, you know. I look, I look at the Pereiras at, um, at West Brom. There was, there was long periods, months, where he, was, he had quite a games. Yes, he would, he would probably keep him with a goal or an assist, but... Watford need more than that. They need someone to lead the line. And if listen, if you've got Glenn Murray and you've got Troy Deeney to lead the line for, for, for Watford, they will score goals. But they cannot score goals unless they're playing. And Watford fans must be a little bit frustrated because they they must be desperate to get back up to the champ, uh, to the Premier League from the Championship this season. Indeedy, mate. Indeedy. Uh, Watford looks strong. Would be uh, I'd be amazed if they're not in the mix towards the end of the season. Uh, we had uh, another very late. Equaliser in there, the football world. Uh, Rotherham won, Huddersfield Town won. Uh, Huddersfield picking up a goal in the 97th minute. Yeah, I was I was absolutely devastated for uh, for Rotherham uh, to, to lose the goal the way they did. You know, it was a, a deflection, but part of me part of me thought that they could they, they could have closed down a little bit better. You, you're inviting a shot in the 95th minute, and he's always going to shoot because he has to shoot to get the ball in, anywhere anywhere towards the net. And if you stick your leg out like you did and the goal it was wrong footed and I was yeah, I was disappointed for them because rather than for long periods, um probably deserved the game, you know, so I watched that um these these had some sad night and I, and I was disappointed for Rotherham, you know, a local derby as well and these are the games that, that probably you're hanging on in is in a, in the long run later, later on side towards the end of the season to look back at that and think, is that the reason why we went down because we lost a last minute goal in the local derby and it's you know, I mean, yes, it's only early doors, but you know, I mean, you can't afford to give in and give away late goals and free shots. You know, you've got to you've got to close down further up the pitch. You can't let players advance, 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 and have a shot and and hope that it doesn't go in because there's some excellent players in the championship. Yeah, you can't can't switch off, mate. No. Even for even for two seconds. Um, the one one player I really like. But two, there's a couple of players on his field side who I really, really like, and that's um, in Benza, and I like Bakuna's brother as well. Yeah, he's, um, he's excellent. He just, he just doesn't play enough side for me, though. You know, he's, he's in and out with the side, and he was last season. Got the wrong Kuna, I think. <laughs> he's in and out. You know, he's, he, he plays wide right. I, I watched him in a game last season. He was electric, and then he, and all, all of a sudden he got himself sent off, and uh, he let himself down a little yeah. bit. So you know, I, I think he's got he's he's, he's got undoubted talent, and. Um, if you can bring some more goals to his game. That um, some... Vassal, who come on for Rotherham, mate, is that um, Isaac Vassal, who was Spicardi? Yeah. Uh, I think so. I think it is, yeah. I think they've got him. Uh, yeah. What a weird signing that was. Yeah, Rotherham, well, I yeah, well, I, I... Signed him and never played him. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's sometimes you think, don't you, that you think, uh, you think that they sign these kind of players uh, in case that in case they're going to be next big things, you know, and I just think it's uh, mm-hmm. it's frustrating for players as well, though, because it's the expectations of, of, of things. But no, I think uh, I think it's a, it's a better result for Huddersfield side. I think they've well they've started this season better than last season, by the way, because they were they were in deep trouble this time last year. Yeah, so um, I think uh, I think the new manager is surprising me. Um, he's doing better than I thought he was going to do. I thought he was the unknown. And yes, he's been at a big club like Leeds United, but um, he's never been a manager before. But he's he's so far so good. He started pretty well. Yeah, um, and on to the next game. And speaking of ex Cardiff players who were questionable, questionably treated at Cardiff City, Sheffield Wednesday won QPR one. Kadeem Harris uh, didn't get on the score sheet, but had a good game again. Yeah. He's pretty much been the story since he's moved to Sheffield Wednesday. He's been very, very good for him. 
and it just look I look at that and I I just think well never got to look in. Yeah, well, to be honest, he was always going to play. He was always going to make an impact because he's a good footballer. And you know, I mean, another late show, another late goal. Um, yeah, ninety seventh minute. Macaulay Bond. Uh, he only signed two days previously from from Charlton Athletic and he, uh, in the, in League One and and and, and scores equalizer with a good head by the way um, against Sheffield Wednesday. But Sheffield Wednesday would be would be desperate for that point uh, for those extra points because I know the league table's false with with, with them having minus points, but. They're desperate to get back to zero. They're desperate to get back to plus. You know, so they can get out of trouble and start looking forward because the longer this goes on, you know what I mean? It's 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 a monkey on the back until until they get it sorted. But for me, I think they were they were the better side. They deserved to win. And you know, the longer the game was going on, and you just failed on you. Just sometimes you just know. And, you know, I mean, they, they had a couple of uh, incidents where they, where they were lucky. Um, I, I look at uh, the own goal for now, but it was. Great play down the left hand side by um, uh, it was by Adam Reach fired it across. Uh, Josh Windass was just about to tap it in, and, and the defender got the touch. And you know it would have been a, would have been a very good team goal, but the defender had to do something unlucky for him. It went in his own goal, but um, they got themselves an equaliser late doors. And 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 be fair, if you have started the season strong as well, it's similar to five points after four games of. They haven't let as many goals in as, 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 as they have done in previous years. So, if they can get that right and they can still score the goals, I think McCauley will be a good signing for them. Quite impressed with the, with the way they brought him in. Yeah, he's a very, very good signing. Um, Charlton looked pretty good on paper. They got a nice, uh, nice, they had a good young players anyway, but they got a nice young, young looking, really fit, athletic, fast squad. I, I like the look of their team. Um, so, I'd be interested. Uh, sorry, not well, yeah. side they've always we um, said this they've always um, brought uh, centre forwards or attacking players to the to the table, and um, they've got a couple of couple of younger players who who are exciting to fill in the Eze gaps, etc. Um, I don't want to obviously be disrespectful to his name. It's uh, Osiah Samuel. I think is is excellent. Um, obviously, the boy Macaulay Bond. I presume he's starting next week. Uh, Tom Carroll, um, ex Tottenham Hotspur player, very good technically. Um, he signed as well this season, so listen, they'll 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 create and they'll create some chances to cause some problems this season, no doubt. Hundred percent, mate. It's uh, be very interested to see what what both teams can achieve with their good squads, good squads, young squads as well. Yeah, which is what I like to see. Yeah, next up, uh, we had. Uh, no, I won't say that. Swansea City two, Millwall one. Um, I thought Swansea were excellent in the first half. They couldn't get the couldn't get the goal. They scored straight after half time. Um, through Bidwell, uh, and to be honest, I expected him to go forward and, 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 and probably score him straight away. But Millwall came back into the, into the game with Tom Bradshaw, the equaliser, um, and then obviously swung out to take stock again and, and start again. Uh, Kabango got the got the second goal about 20, 20 odd minutes to go, and listen, they deserve to win the game. They, they played all the stuff, they created the most chances. Um, I think the, the biggest signing for me. Um, in the window for me is is, is Wallace staying at Millwall. Massive, you know. I mean, that's a huge, huge, a huge, huge piece of business to to keep in there. I'm so surprised that no one else has had a has had a nibble. Um, I know the the the, the AFL window still open. Are, are they are they will he still be there in the week's time if the Championship side wants wants to keep him? But he'll take a a momentous amount of money for me to to sign him. And, um, and for me, it's a side with step going to a. Another championship, another championship club. Sometimes, so I think uh, he's probably going to be staying there till at least January. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Swansea, I thought, pretty bloody good again, yeah. mate. Uh, unfortunately, I don't like to say it, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, Kabanga looks good, though. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, Millwall, yeah, massive, mate. Massive. Massive to hold on to Wallace. Because yeah. I was sure he was going last January, yeah. let alone in the well, summer. Sorry, listen, I, 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 um, Bowen um, at, at Hull City. For me, Wallace was a better player. You know what I mean? Technically yeah, better. Scored more goals from the areas he played at. You know what I mean? Considering he was a wide player. For me, Bowen was more of a centre-forward, but now he's playing more wide in the Premier League, so he's going to score less goals. And sometimes you get found out a little bit in certain areas. And, um, you know I mean? John Jarrett is an excellent footballer. He's, he's now playing regularly in the Premier League. And, um, and, and Getting his name out there and, and selling a little bit, but for me, uh, Wallace is a, a technically very good player, and, I, and I'm surprised nobody's taking a risk on him. Yeah, me too. I um, I wonder whether the short period between seasons is one of the reasons why, um, you know, why they these players have ended up staying is because there's such a small amount of time between the seasons for teams to get. Got, you know, yeah. really get going and have a good, good look at players, or yeah, possibly you know, get these deals done. Yeah, possibly. Be yeah, be interesting. Um, right, that's the games. Who's uh, who's your first up, mate? Well, we had a couple of games on Sunday, didn't we? So we had uh, we had Brentford against uh, Preston North End. Uh, so, no, we didn't. Yeah, we had Brentford against Preston North End, where Brentford were two 0 up through. Oh um, yeah, sorry, Sunday. Games. Yeah, Brentford were two 0 up. Uh, in the first half, through um, Ivan Tony got two goals in the first half. I thought it was excellent, and I expected to see the game out, if not get better. Uh, and Preston second half absolutely blew them away. Scott Clare, excellent. Um, Potts got a very good goal in Maguire, um, and that Maguire was, only, was on fire. Yeah, it was excellent. They got twenty minutes to go, and I, I, listen, it could have been even worse for Brentford. So they, they came out of it a little bit, um, probably unscathed towards the second half because second half they were absolutely electric. Preston North End, and, uh, which really surprised me after a, after a, a sloppy first half because uh, they were dominating, and uh, I was really surprised with it with the end result. Yeah, it's very very surprised with the like Brentford were just the first half they were electric on the break everything was so good they looked dangerous and then all of a sudden second half they were just giving the ball away in their own half around their own box just dreadful but um i thought sean Maguire for preston north end was absolutely electric um, but there was you know there's like four or five players from preston who really stood out they were fantastic yeah. um but yeah interesting and then uh, the final one of the week was uh, stoke city one birmingham city one uh, I think there wasn't going to be many goals in this. To be honest, there wasn't. Um, you know, I think uh, the way that I talk about it, sets his side up. Um, obviously, Stoke City don't seem to score a lot of goals, even though they've got some very, very good attacking players. Um, Nick Powell uh, got his, got the equaliser later on. Listen, he's a he's a very, very good player. Um, Harley Dean scored the opening goal for Birmingham City. Uh, obviously, a young player. I, I think both sides are going to have a strong side this season. Side, I think they're going to do really well. I think Karanka's sets his side up hard to beat. They still score goals each week. They seem to score. Uh, but they don't let many goals in. Uh, you know, I mean, Etheridge having a good season already. Defensively, they look strong. Jukovic um, leading the line really well. He's, he's he's recruited some good Spanish players with with pace. They've, they've used the money which they got from Bellingham really well. Um, and I think Stoke City have had a have had an okay start of the season. You know, I think uh, five points from four games is 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 not bad return. And especially you've got last season. 
they couldn't get out of that bottom three. However, however much no. they wanted to, and however much they they tried to win these games, they just couldn't do it. And they couldn't get out of it. And, um, I do believe a couple of wins and uh, work on things in, in the next two weeks while this while this um, international breaks on, they can uh, they could potentially fly at the table. But they need these big players to keep going. And now the window's shut. It might have it might have a positive impact on on Stoke City. Luton Town away next season, uh, next game. Then they're playing at home to Barnsley and home to Brentford. So the next three games for me, they're the winnable games. You know, I know we just spoke about Brentford and how good they can be and how dangerous they can be, but they've also shown the weakness as well about, uh, about letting goals in. Yeah, yeah, very good. How he's technically very good. Very good. He's got he's got um, a lot, and uh, and I think uh, I think it'll be important uh, to have his experience that he's that he's had throughout his career. United, and, you know what I mean? I'm sure he can through the crew. Um, Ranks as well, and you know, listen, technically very good, and, uh, and he'll, he'll he'll be able to drag some of those players through, especially with the experience that they, that, that they went through last year as well. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Okay, uh, let's do. We're going to do the two ups, two downs, and then we're going to talk some football stories. We'll answer any questions. Um, uh, we'll do a few extra minutes as well, uh, seeing as some there just seems to be some issues with Facebook and to a lesser extent YouTube, but I can't put my finger on what's going on. I've checked everything and. I don't know. Um, okay, so uh, let's go with the, let's go with the ups first because I'm in a bit of a grumpy mood now. So let's let's bring the positivity up. Uh, who's your first up, my friend? Um, sorry, man. I was just checking. I was just checking it myself just to see if I could uh, if I could see an issue. And I just I just listened to a, about a minute and it was absolutely fine. Yeah, I don't get that. So I don't get it. Um, so my first up was Wayne Rooney, and listen. You know, what I mean, we we were well. I was having a little bit of a rant about him um, last week, and rightly so, about giving the ball away and, and didn't look as sharp, didn't mm. look as good. But then all of a sudden, you give him um, you give him a free kick in the box, he played to his strengths. That's what he did, you know. And for me, I, I think he would potentially be um, better higher up the pitch. You know, what I mean, less of a liability because um, because he can lead the line really well. He can play up front. So um, his goal was excellent. So he's he's my he's my up. Um, uh, my other, my my other up. Um, I've gone first. Got Sinclair for Preston North End. I thought it was outstanding. Uh, his two goals for against for me the best side in the league. Brentford on Sunday uh, were outstanding. He's still got pace. His trickery, the, the, the way he glides past players. Um, he's still got the pace to burn, um, and you know he's got undoubted ability. You know he don't play for Celtic and in the Premier League for for the amount of years that he did. Uh, if you're a bad player, so for me, uh, he's got to be in my ups. I thought it was, I thought it was absolutely outstanding. Um, my challenge, I've got my first one. I've gone for Lee Tomlin. Um, I'm a big fan of Lee. I think he's excellent. He's a good, good friend of mine. Uh, I speak to him all the time. But I think there's a yellow card, the second yellow card for me. I, I, I don't mind players getting booked. I think it shows, it shows passion sometimes. And but sometimes when you're on a yellow, you're so cautious and so careful that you don't, uh, that you don't go all over and beyond. And, and for me, I think it was just a little bit stupid um, with the second tackle because he was always going to get yellow and Black and Rovers were all going to um, uh, always going to try and get him sent off when when he's done that kind of tackle. And in, in, in the second yellow, once it was given out, it was so such of an uphill task for Cardiff City. And unfortunately, they couldn't get the the win that that they were pushing for and they wanted. But I think they'll take a point, which is which is absolutely fine. Um, my second up is Lamucci. Um, he's now the ex uh, Nottingham Forest manager. I thought his tactics again were were negative and poor. 
Uh, I thought I was disappointed with the way uh, that he doesn't play two centre-forwards. He's got potentially the two best centre-forwards in the league on paper um, and on last season's form of, of Lewis Grabbin and Lyle Taylor. Uh, Lyle had excellent season last season. He, he didn't once put them match them together this season which is which is disappointing but you know I mean for me I'm a, I'm a big advocate of I'm a, of playing two up front or 4-4-2 four, four, or, or getting people in the box putting balls in, balls in the box from crosses and things and Nottingham Forest fans are probably pleased that he's lost his job because Chris Hilton potentially might change the formation and uh, and move this forward so um, I think it'll be a it'll be an opportunity for uh, for them moving forward um, I'll go in the uh I'll go in the chat and see if I can um, see if I can pick some things up. So, Leslie, I'll answer your question. So, do I think who will win tonight? I know they are playing um, Fleetwood. Uh, obviously, Joy Barton's team. Uh, I think it'll be a it'll be a difficult game. Um, I think uh, for other teams. Uh, I'm going to go Brentford. I'm going to go Fleetwood Town. I, I just think I think Fleetwood with Joy Barton. Uh, might have a little bit too much for um, for Hull City being, being at home and enjoy the way that he gets his players playing and how um, professional, struck, um, passionate he can get. So I'll uh, I'll go for that, Leslie. So for me, I think uh, I think Fleetwood might just nick it tonight. Backside. Oh, mate! Oh, raging. The sooner we can get in a studio, mate, and not rely on. <laughs> streaming technology the better um i apologize to everyone obviously it's not a great deal that we can do unfortunately um what's your, what's your first right, i'll do mine um so my first up i've gone off memory now because my notes were on my computer but um my first up was the preston north ends uh sean mcguire i thought he was absolutely yeah he was you know he was on fire mate he controlled the game um, and I thought he was the catalyst for everything they did. Obviously, there was about three or four different players from Preston you could have picked. Um, the lad at the back, I think it's Bauer, um, and a couple of others. Uh, Scott Sinclair made superb. Yeah, that was, it was uh, my, for me. My I everything went through Sean. Sean Maguire was superb. Yeah, yeah um, my other up. I can't remember who my other up was, so I'm going to go with. Uh, normally, do you know what? Normally, you tell me as well. You normally tell me our ups and downs. I know. I would have them fire. I can remember my downs. I can't remember my second half. It'll come to me now. Right, my downs were my first down was Brentford's second half performance because to go Jekyll and Hyde like that in a game is just unbelievable. Like they were so good in the first half to then be so bad in the second half. I couldn't ignore that. Um, so especially I how the, especially especially, especially having the same. Same manager, same setup, brand new stadium, um, similar side. You know, I mean, they've only lost an attacking player, so the, the, the defensive frailties were never there last year. Um, they? My second down, I nearly went for Flip Cocker again uh, because tactically, mate, I, I have no idea what he's doing. Um, and if I was a Derby fan, I'd be worried because he, he, his tactics and his uh, general thing just kind of worries me. Um, Lee Tomlin, don't know what he was doing, um, but my was to the the Coventry player, which I can't remember his name because again I've got my notes. I think it was Hamer uh, for the sending off on Friday yeah. because once that sending offs happened, you know he's got no they they're not coming back into that game against a team uh, of that quality, and it's no. just not going to happen. Um, so my second uh, was. My other up was Dan Goslin. Oh, 
Friday, yeah. He scored two yeah. big goals. One was a real world kick. You know, in my opinion, he's a, he's a Premier League player. But he's done it at the very top, Sam. Yeah. If he can stay fit, yeah, if he can stay fit. Yeah, he's done it at the very top. So let's let's cover those two stories that we were going to talk about quickly before, um, and then we'll get into some questions and a free for all for the viewers, a bit of a makeup for the issues we've had. Um, so the one thing I wanted to talk about really was uh, Robbie Savage has been linked today with a what do they describe as a Phoenix club from basically a, a new club forming out of the ashes, as it were, of, of Macclesfield. And I guess I wanted to know your opinion on these footballers and these investors and businessmen and whatever who are forming these new clubs out of your Berries, your Macclesfield, etc., instead of saving the clubs before they go bust. And um, I guess I was interested in your point of view for that because, like, for me, I'd rather see the original club saved. But from a business point of view, I'm guessing it's better to form a new club without any of the debts and everything else. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a weird well, one. This is the this, this is a problem for me because, uh, you know, I mean, a bus- for a business decision, they've done the right thing and folding the club because it, it gets rid of all the old debts. All they do is change. You know, I mean, I think uh, Berry are called something different and they're called FC Berry or Berry FC. So they're called something different than what the old team were called. Obviously, Macclesfield Town now, obviously, they've been wound up. So, Macclesfield will be something different. If that's AFC, Macclesfield or whatever that may be, um, they will be debt-free. So, whatever they um, that's what they'll, they'll can generate some new supporters. Obviously, with a with name that will be behind them, potentially, because obviously he lives in the area, um, he will be able to, um, to drum up some interest from supporters. And, um, and I'm, only, I'm only going on um, my experiences with Darlington. You know, the Darlington uh, were a huge football club back in when I was going to happen. Uh, Darlington played at Feetums, that they moved into this 30,000 all seat stadium, and then all of a sudden they went, uh, they went into administration, went busted, and they're no longer. They had to reinvent themselves as a new club, and, um, and you see them now in a brand new stadium. But then every time I drive towards uh, Scotch Corner and, and, and towards the, the A1, I see the old stadium, which is now being played, uh, played as a rugby team's by rights and, and play out there now. And it's just, it's, it's, it's disappointing. I don't, I don't say it right. I mean, you know what I mean? That, that, that fans of a club. Uh, have to lose their football club because nobody wants to take them over. But then all of a sudden, somebody has got the same pot of money to to reinvest in the football club. And for me, sometimes I'd, I'd like the FA or, or, or the football governing bodies to find a way to keep these clubs, but also look at the debt and maybe be able to just get rid of it so we can continue with the club because it's the fans who are, who are getting punished again and again. And again. Sorry, because one day it's going to be a huge football club, and very Arabic club, by the way. Macclesfield have been a big club, but you know, I mean, one day it's going to be a, it's going to be a massive club. So here's a question for you: If Middlesbrough, yeah, say Steve Gibson announced tomorrow Middlesbrough are going bust, and then Bernie Steven or whoever says, "Oh, we're forming FC Borough," would you have the same affinity for the new club in place of Middlesbrough you you followed all your life? Would this new version of the club? Well, no, I, I didn't play for FC Middlesbrough. I didn't play for FC Borough. I played football club. You know, I, the, the, it would have no. It wouldn't be able to play at the ground. It wouldn't have an affiliation with Essen Park. I watched all my boyhood uh, heroes uh, 
play when I was growing up, and uh, the Shihani is, is, is where I played, uh, is, is obviously the shirts that I wore, you know, you wouldn't be able to have the same budget, and th- there's loads of things which um, which wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the same, it, it, it would have nothing, you know, and listen, I, I'm from the area, I would I would be, I'll be, I'll be curious because of, of, of people um, uh, uh, who'd be involved, because obviously the Probably people at all, um, businessmen, obviously ex players, etc. But for me, can't replace your football club cannot be replaced no. by anybody, by, by any amount of money or by anybody. Look at Cardiff City, Cardiff City weren't replaced, but their shirts were replaced by a different colour. Look what a mess that, that, that caused, you know what I mean? And look how much of a, of a problem potentially it could have been a hell of a lot worse and, and, and didn't could well ended the way that. that, that that was ended. So for me, dulce was something that's not broken. You know what I mean? Help. You know, I know we're in unprecedented times with, with, with financial issues and things and uh, in the world. And you know, I, mean, I do hope that everything does um, does sort itself out and and, and things don't get worse. But I think football's going to get worse before it gets better, especially in the EFL pyramid uh, from Championship down to League One. That's spot on, mate. Um, ultimately, I, I like clubs to be. Than a new club formed, but if that's the only way that that said club can survive going forwards, then you know I'd rather a whole host of new clubs be born during these difficult times and load of clubs go go forever. Uh, yes. Uh, so the other story we were going to discuss was that the Premier League today announced that any games that are not selected for TV will be broadcast in October, will be uh, available on Sky Sports box office and BT box office for £14 knife each. And what is your opinion of that without swearing? Absolute uh, ultimate disgrace. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've read up on it as much as I can. Harry Winter, who writes um, The Guardian, Guardian, he was absolutely outraged with, with what's going on. Oh, so, uh, Henry Winter. Henry Winter so, yeah. Listen, we're talking about which six months ago were free. Yeah? yeah. So these games, what they're talking about now, were free games. So they, they were the ones on, on, on BBC. They were the ones free to wear on my sports. Um, I just find it an absolute outrage. I find it absolutely disgraceful that, 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 that all of a sudden now, they're, they're putting prices up. And the prices for Sky Sky TV football-wise is, is, is staying the same. I just, I, I think it's an absolute grace that they can charge, charge for this. You know what I mean? Put a, Put an extra pound a month on, or two pound a month on, 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 on football subscription. And if people pay for it, brilliant. If they choose to kind of afford it, then then so be it. But for me, you can't charge people to watch a game. I think, I think it's absolutely disgraceful. Because what all they're going to do, Sai, for me, is, is they're going to pick the best games. Because, yeah. let's, let's be honest, um, if, I'm, if I'm watching, if I'm watching um, West Ham United and West Ham fans, West Ham United against Newcastle United, who's going to pick the point apart from the two? To watch that, nobody yeah. and, and Sky Sports News know that. And Sky Sports know that. But who's going to buy a ticket to watch Manchester United against Liverpool or Man City against Man United, Chelsea yeah. against Tottenham? Everybody's going to want to buy it. So, which game's going to be the pay per view? No, I mean, the, the thing the football yeah. are absolutely stupid, and we're not, you know, what I mean, we're passionate about, about what we want to do, and we want to watch football. You know, well, I mean, the final mate is yesterday, literally yesterday. Uh, I think it, I think I'm half person wrong. It was the sports minister 
but it might have been like a chief it was someone like a chief executive of the premier league or the sport minister and the government said before they announced this literally 24 hours ago said um don't take the football fans deserve more respect or don't take the out of football fans 24 hours later they're answering this and you're right mate you will find the pay-per-view games will be the the United visit or the Manchester Derby, the, the, the Merseyside Derby, etc. My worry is that the EFL will see this and be like, oh, I could make a few quid here. Even if they put a tempo on a game, yeah. people will pay it because they want to watch their team and it's the only way they can watch their team at the moment, but it's just a money grab. I don't like why they're doing it. I don't I don't, I'd love to know the method behind it. You know, if you've got a pundit, Gary Neville, uh, works with Sky Sports out on Twitter um, this morning and said how much of a bad idea it is. So you've got somebody, uh, Gaz, apologies, by the way. I wasn't <laughs> just picking on your club. But I know I know what every West Ham fan in the world would buy and cost the um, If Middlesbrough and I pay for it, begrudgingly pay for it. Um, if he thinks it's a bad idea and he works with Sky Sports, then it's a bad idea. I just, listen, Fans, he runs it. He runs it on football club. And if he thinks, um, if he thinks it's a bad idea, and he thinks he's going to ruin football clubs, then it's, it's going to ruin football clubs because it's, people are going to switch off. You know what I mean? Are they, are they, are they, are they doing it for foreign uh, for foreign investors? Are they doing it to try and get more people around the world to watch it? Well, the foreign. Uh, if you go anywhere else in the world, mate, you can watch the Premier League any game you want. Yeah. Every single game is live. It's only us in the UK who cannot watch every Premier League game live anyway. Yeah. And now we've got to pay 15 quid on top of what is it? What like if you've got a full side package, and say you've got a multi room because your missus doesn't want to watch football, you think I think it's about 70 oh, quid, quid. Yeah. Easy. And now you want to now you want me to pay 15 quid at least 15 a quid a week to watch an extra game. So you look at that 60. You look at that. You've got games on midweek. You look at 60 quid a month on top of that. On top, so you're looking at 150 pounds, 150 pounds a month, and that's not including if the AFL can publish streaming and, and jump on board with the. I guarantee that. You know I mean, for me, for me, si, the, the, you could have done this with a season ticket, a streaming season ticket. So you pay an amount, and you can watch every one of your games live through Sky to do it. And you know, what I mean, I, I'm not, and I'm, on, and I'm, and I'm a big advocate then of of what as I said, I'd pay for it because if you want to watch your team. And you, yeah, you'll pay, pay for it. But I don't want to watch everyone else's team having to pay for it because I paid anyway. So why would I want to? No. I would want to do that. So here's the thing for me, for my just my opinion is what they should have done is if you've got a season to get for your football club, you get to watch your team home games. And funny enough, uh, Mickey James in the chat just said this. He said, "I got a season ticket holder, uh, so yeah, the home games streamed free." But then you pay, I think he means pay £10. I was going to say £10 million. That's, quite, that's quite expensive, by the way. Steep, that is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, £10 for every away game. And he said, that's no problem because it still saves you money because if you were going away, blah, blah, you yeah. know, all those different costs yeah. and stuff. But for me, well, if they respected football fans, which is what they're trying to make out yesterday, what they should be doing is coming up with ways for football fans to buy season tickets for their, for their club. Um, so you can go home games if you play whatever... Pound a month, people would. I still think that's expensive, by the way. Yeah. But if you said to me, you can watch all the Cardiff's home games, and you get the away games half price or something for like twenty five, thirty quid a month, 
I would do it for the short term. But to do this, 15 quid a game for the Premier League games, like you say, people, you know, oh, I don't admit, I'm, it's just another thing where they just, they don't care about the the, the fans whatsoever. Um, Gary no. Cole, he said, yeah, there's, he's still preserving with us, despite the technology issues, because he was struggling earlier with it. Um, but he did say, uh, he, he, is, he is down. He said, uh, Morrison could be leaving Cardiff City, um, which I haven't heard, but I hope that's not the case. Uh, but he said, that's what breaks the Capitals back. Um, uh, not just for him, but for a lot of fans. I've got to say, um, whilst I've been critical of Sean Morrison, if Cardiff City were to sell him now, I just think, I really, really question even more than I have done in recent weeks what on earth they are playing at. He's missed the Cardiff City seismic, you know that. I think uh, what he's achieved since he's come, you know, listen, he's always going to have uh, bad games, he's always going to give goals away the way that he plays and, and things, but he's uh, he's achieved a lot in a in a short space of time and, and he's been uh, he's been to the highest points with, with, with football club and uh, and obviously the low points as well. And uh, listen, for me, I think it'd be a really bad move. I hope it's not true. I hope it doesn't happen. Um, because there's no real plan to replace if, um, if it does happen, unfortunately, because Windows obviously slam shot. Yeah. Well, mate, I, I don't know what they're doing. I really, really, I have no idea what they're doing at the moment. I don't know what their plan is on the pitch. I don't know what their plan is off the pitch. I just, it's very uh scattergun like there doesn't seem to be any kind of implementation of a philosophy and i don't just mean that from a playing point of view like we're letting players go we're not replacing them we're not even replacing them with players you know of a similar position but they're going to fit into a different formation yeah it's bizarre um, i just it's very very strange um and i worry i worry for cardiff mate i really think i I said last week that I think they'll struggle for top 10 if they don't get it together. And I mean, on the pitch, but also they need to start, They need some signs before the window closes as well as in next week. Yeah, so listen, I, I, I do fear. I do fear. Got a small it, spot. But, but I also fear for everybody else. I think everyone else is in the same, exact same boat. I, I look at, uh, apart from a few teams who, who are playing with big squads, you know, I'll refer back to my, old, my, 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 own, my old club at Middlesbrough. Um, they're living on a, a horrifically small squad, and uh, any kind of injuries could have a detrimental effect on their whole season. Um, I look at some of the other clubs. Derby County have lost players, haven't brought them in. Chef um, Wednesday, you know, if they get some more injuries, you look at the players they missed last year. They were on a bad run. They lost, obviously, Rowan Fletcher. They didn't score goals. They, they had an adverse effect. I just think it's it, it's so important for clubs to have strength and depth and. And when you when you lose a player, you've got somebody to bring straight back in. And listen, if Cardiff City had this uh, had this conveyor belt of young players to come through the academy and they trusted them, then it doesn't matter. But they don't, and they haven't. So it's uh, it's uh, it's a it's, it's a dangerous game for all these uh, championship clubs to be playing. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I look at so you know there's so certain clubs who've so let's use the two clubs you mentioned, Derby, Borough, and Cardiff as an example. Cardiff get injuries. They will flog the same eleven players week in week out till they cannot move. Derby County get injuries. Middlesbrough get injuries where their first fifteen you know, not available. Like, similarly, they can't pick from them. 
they will go to the academy yeah. and they will, because they have to, but they will blood those younger. Cardiff City will do absolutely everything possible to avoid playing those youngsters when they get to that situation. They will flog the same 11 players for six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks in a row, playing nine minutes, no matter the scores, before they put those young players in because they haven't got the, the confidence, the faith, whatever it may be. be I'd love to prove wrong, mate. I really would, but... It's a knock. It's a knock-on effect sign for me because you've got you've got young player there. Um, how do they get confident that they're going to get an opportunity? No, they don't. You know what I mean? Because they're not. Who's 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 the last player who's got a good run in the team? Joe Rawls. You know what I mean, so Joe's Joe's given. You know what I mean? Joe's Joe's been given an opportunity to come through the ranks, but that's a long time ago. By the way, since he was in the youth team, so it's uh, how do they how, be how do they the next how do they gain how do they gain show. confidence for uh, young players to come through the system and and think that. He's done it, so I can do it, and they've done it, so we can do it. And and by the time you know it, you've got three, four, five players in the match day squad who are homegrown talents. It's saved you all this money, and it's 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 progression. And then you've got the next batch coming through, and then you've got the next batch coming through because you've got all this all this talent that wants to be the next so and so and the next so and so. But it's it's hard when you when you're missing a generation of players. You know that I look at, and we've been speaking on here about about Cameron Cox, and you know when Cameron's had to leave the football club, drop down. For me, at another level, far too you know many I mean? to to progress a football a football career and and think that's such a shame. It is big time. A couple of news bits which we I don't think we mentioned in the show. Uh, Watford lost Danny Welbeck, released him on free, yeah. uh, and they also gave a pretty uh, statement on that. I think the impression I was given by someone the other day was that he refused to take a wage cut, um, and it wasn't in his contract, so they got relegated. He's on 150 plus grand a week. Wasn't willing to take up the cuts. They released him. Uh, they also lost uh, Defalu to Udinese on loan. Um, I would assume that's again financial because he's a player you'd want to keep. I would imagine the championship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact he's only left on loan would indicate to me that he'll, if they go straight back up, he'll probably come back. Um, Barnsley head coach Struber gone. Yeah. To uh, Red Bull in, in America, was a, as a manager, you can't fault him. But I can see Barnsley fans massively frustrated and angry at the, at the move and the timing of the move as well. Uh, another worrying uh, aspect of this whole financial side of the game: Sheffield Wednesday owner has uh, just successfully secured a massive uh, debt against Hillsborough. Um, and when you, you know, they, they obviously they. Uh, 2017-18, I think they sold the ground. Uh, this led to the club being deducted 12 points, um, as well as you know they've had a few other different issues. They've now agreed, I guess, judging uh, by the BBC, this this debt against Hillsborough, which to me that's worrying. Whenever you're putting the football club up against that debt, unless you're the size of Manchester United, whereby. Um, you know, even if the Glazers come into financial trouble, the size of Manchester United means that they won't go bust because of it. But they will end up, you know, they end up going down and yeah. having issues. Sheffield Wednesday, you know, that that you know, I don't know the ins and outs of it, of course, but looking at it just with an instant point of view, that is concerning because I just think, oh no, you know, that could go belly up real quick. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's 
business side, it's something which it's never really gone away and it's never going to go away. It's one of those um, one of those stories from you know what I mean, which you never forget about. And you know, I mean, the money which is involved for for, for club for the club and families as well. It's um, and rightly so as well, by the way. It's, uh, but it's a it's a football club who's never been able to really move on as well and 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 get rid of that stigma because you know I mean, it was a game which didn't have a football club it was a you know what I mean it was predominantly a football stroke police issue which is you know what I mean which is obviously mm. uh, people lost their lives and it's such a shame that a football club can also get tarnished with the with the same brush yeah spot on mate um, Sean Maguire who I just mentioned as one of my apps being uh, called up for the Republic of Ireland good good, uh, good luck to him um, he deserves that he's been very yeah. good recently uh, two female Super League games were called off because of COVID-19 tests. Uh, two Villa games. So, it's, you know, it's still happening. And uh, just to finish this off, mate, I know you watched it and I know you want to talk about it. Uh, England played Wales yesterday in a pointless friendly. I'll be honest, I, I, I didn't know it was on. You know what I mean? That's how much, you, need you know what I mean? I didn't know it was on. I, um, I sat down to feed the little one at 25 past seven and it came on at half past so I texted straight away. Said uh, England are playing Wales, um, and to be honest, it wasn't. You know, I mean, England are playing Belgium, and that's a meaningful friendly because you're playing the best team in the world. And you know, I mean, this one is. I look at. He's, he's, I'm not England here. Third man squad for three games. To point, pick one game, pick 15 players, 16 players, and play your best team and see how we get against the best team in the world. What's the point in playing a, a team which? Yeah, I, I looked at both Wales and C and D teammates basically. Well, and uh, 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 England's players, you know what I mean. And, and listen, and this isn't sour grapes for me. I, I look at it. Gareth Southgate has given just thrown caps away for me at people. You know, I mean, that was a, that's an England cap. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's a cap for Wales as well. And I just think sometimes it can be disrespectful when um, when, when you look at Stevie G, Frank Lampard, and Alan Shearer and Michael Owen and all these people, all these caps. Well, they got all these caps in big games and meaningful friendlies and, and things and that last night wasn't wasn't a meaningful game at all for me you know what I mean and it'll be interesting to see moving forward if the players who did play are selected in the main squads when there is a competitive game because if they're not then surely that's a pointless exercise yeah I saw an interesting uh, interview with a former England international um, who basically said Jack Grealish will not play for England in the next competitive game, which, you know, well, regardless of what you think of Jack Grealish and whether you think he should be, um, like he played, you know, he couldn't have done any more yesterday. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. So Listen, I thought, so really, I thought he was excellent. If you're not going to pick him for the next competitive game, what's the point? I, thought, I, I totally agree. Si. Listen, I thought he was excellent. I thought Calvert Lewin scored his goal. He scored in every Premier League game. He's a top goal scorer and. In, in, in the Premier League, if not the world with this season for what you're doing to me, he's got to start the next competitive game. Has to. Has to by rights. But well what well, exactly. Because the way that England play with Harry and, and behind then there's nothing so he'll he won't play. So I just think sometimes you want to see how he's gonna do with the players around him and Yes, he scored, but he scored against uh, a lesser Wales team, in my opinion. It wasn't a game for both sides. Yeah, it's a pointless game, mate. Pointless game. And the one thing I will say is I thought for such an inexperienced um, Wales team, I thought they did all right. But I also wonder, 
what the benefits were to the those players. Like, you know, you had Kabaka playing, you had Levitt playing, all players who are the future for Wales, very good footballers potentially. You know, Ampadu and Williams and, and Matondo, all the future of Welsh football. However, did they get out of that game other than losing? They weren't playing with that. They weren't playing with with the with the caliber of players that they will be playing with. You know what I mean? You've, yes. you've got your you've got your Aaron Ramsey. You've got your Gareth Bale. You know, for me, it's it, it, it must be frustrating for them because they've got to make things happen. The pressure on their shoulders instead of them being able to enjoy the game and the best of the players who are going to help them through the game. Yeah, and you're basically playing like that's pretty much bar a couple of players, that's the, been the under-21 side for the last few couple of years. So, what you're asking, you're asking a group of players who've played under-21 football for the last couple of years, a lot of them don't play first-team football for their Premier League clubs. They're either on loan or on the, you know, just training with the first team and then playing 23s of football or whatever it is, the clubs. And then they're playing against Premier League players like Grealish and Trippier and Pope, who are playing week in, week out in the Premier League, that's a big jump up in um, standard. So to expect them to suddenly fulfil their potential, I think is also a bit harsh. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Um, I'm, listen, I'm, you know what I mean? In this, this, this Nations League as well, I know Leslie just wrote in there that it's a competitive game. It's not a competitive game. The competitive games for me are Europe World Cup qualifiers, World Cup, and the Euros. This nation league is not competitive. It's just it's a friendly competition. You know what I mean? And because you know, it's better than the old friendly yeah, formats. Well, but it isn't. It isn't for me. Not much. It isn't. It isn't because now we can't go and play a friendly against Brazil or Argentina or you know what I mean. Or, or, you know yeah. what I, mean? I used to love the the games when we go and play. Um, Brazil or get Brazil at Wembley and uh, you know what I mean or, or, or play Germany away when you wanted to play them and you know what I mean for me you've got to hope that um, you're in the you're in the same pot you know what I mean I'll, I'll play the I'll play Scotland or play Wales at Millennium Stadium and, and, and in, a, in a cellar just so that you can have a hostile atmosphere you know, sometimes you need to replicate what's coming in the future if you're going to play Turkey away for example and you know there's going to be 70 or 80,000 passionate fans, then you want to try and replicate that in an atmosphere that's going to that's going to do that. You don't want to play against Belgium away where the the, flan, the fans are all there waving flags and it's going to be a nice, nice atmosphere and there's loads of football being played and it's and it's it's not going to be replicated when you're in the competitive game. And, and I think sometimes that's where nations nations struggle for me. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on, mate. I am... Um... You know how I feel about international friendlies, mate. Just think it disrupts the domestic scene. Listen, si. when we're when we're struggling to fit all these games in before the Euros, why are we trying to fit in pointless games? Listen, also, you know, what I mean, will will I be coming on here in? I don't know when the final. If, if England in the nation nation final, will I be celebrating it, putting it on social media? Um, think that I've done it in my lifetime, no I won't. You know what I mean? There's things that I want to see in my lifetime. I want to see England win a, a major tournament. And a major tournament is they're either either or World Cup or the Euros. Um uh, no, we're all our opinions, mate. And uh, Gary makes a point there, he says that he's not sure if he agrees with you. He says there's a qualifying spot up for grabs at the for whoever wins the nation's tournament. However, I'd counter that but with we'll, England they're gonna qualify we, we anyway. get we get there anyway. So you know we yeah. we are seeded he's, we're seeded first. So we have a we have a group anyway. So if we get there through that, 
we don't do qualifiers, so we just do friendlies anyway. So it becomes pointless. So yeah. you've got two years it's worth like of friendlies. circle of so two, two, years worth, two years worth of friendlies, whether I'd, I'd rather have competitive games in the, in the, in the international window than have, and have friendlies. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what, mate. I just, I find it all very monotonous. Um, okay, right, guys, I have no idea what was going on with the audio and stuff. Uh, it's something to do with the streaming software. However, I am going to look into it uh, vigorously from many different angles just to make sure there's nothing that we can be doing our end and I'll also ask them to make sure that there's no issues their end um, but I appreciate you all sticking with us of course and I appreciate all the comments and uh, getting involved and um, yeah we'll be back Monday with uh, Jimmy Constantopoulos yeah Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to be a good one he um, started his career in England at Harlem uh, United uh, he played for Coventry City. Uh, he was one of Middlesbrough's all-time most successful goalkeepers. Uh, he's played for Cardiff City as well. Uh, Swansea, which is interesting for Swansea. He's uh, he's an international goalkeeper for Greece. Um, he's a very funny, very funny chap. So he's uh, he's got some good stories to tell. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Um, also, guys, you can check out episode number one of Mental Health in Sport on Sunday, 8 p.m. Episode number one is with Keith Gillespie. Uh, former Manchester United and Newcastle winger. So uh, check that out. 8 o'clock, Ace Podcast Nation, YouTube and Facebook. And um, we'll be back Monday. Again, thank you for bearing with us and everything like that. Thank you to Black Diamond Sports, of course, and Bespoke Financial. And uh, this show Sunday. And we'll see you Monday for a live show. Until then, have a great weekend. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. See you Monday. En- enjoy. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.